Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. How are you? I'm fine, Jeremy. How are you? <laughs> I'm always good. We're actually, we're recording on a Wednesday and we're going to release today too. Yay. Mm-hmm. So we had another busy weekend. I was away in Montreal and flew back yesterday morning, so Tuesday morning, and then worked yesterday as well. So yeah. by the time we got back from work, there was no way. I was already super irritable. <laughs> and I said, there's no there's no way we can record. I was just going to probably start yelling at Jeremy for whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you had a really long day yesterday. You literally woke up at... 2 a.m. Vancouver time. Yeah. And then you didn't sleep really much between that and finishing work last night. I might have fallen asleep for half an hour on the plane, but that does not rest you. Yeah, true. So, yeah, so I, I uh, went to bed, I think, just before 11 p.m. So from 2 a.m. to 11 p.m. I was up. Um, I've done worse in the working as a flight attendant, however... It's still tiring, and every time I do it, it doesn't get easier the older I get. Yeah, yeah, I can attest to that, as old as I am now. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Well, how was your time in Montreal? Yeah, I was just going to say, I went back for my mom's birthday, so it was my mom's birthday on Monday. So, happy birthday, mom, again. She'll listen to this eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And... Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful weather in in Montreal. Like it was twenty eight and thirty degrees. Went swimming. Uh, we went to the barn. Just had a good home time. So yeah. short but sweet. But you know, and it was good. It worked out. So you got two full days there. Which I mean, it's still a pretty long flight, but you still got your two full days, which was nice. Yeah, essentially, I was there for pretty much. Almost exactly 48 hours landed at like 7 a.m. on Sunday. And my flight left at 7.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, I was tired on Sunday, but I was able to nap for like a few hours in the morning when I got in. And and then, yeah, we just spent the weekend, watched a few Grey's Anatomy episodes. We didn't get through the whole rest of the season because we had six episodes left and it was just a busy weekend. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't just stay in front of the TV and watch all day. Well, because you always watch Grace with your mom, you don't go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch it without her. So, uh, we have, I think three episodes left of the season. So mm-hmm. hopefully I get to go back and, and watch that soon. Um, but they're going on a nice trip to the UK as of June 15th. Yeah, that'll be fun. So that'll be super fun for them. And yeah, what did you do this weekend, Jeremy? Nothing. <laughs> I just hung out with uh, with my fellow instructors out here in Vancouver and, yeah, had some barbecues and stuff like that. Yeah, just kind of chilled. And you had Roxy. Of course, I took care of Roxy. We went to the Palm Park and, yeah, had some, what do you call it, daddy dog tour time. <laughs> also, it's not a Palm Park. We just call it the Palm Park. Because it's her favorite park. <laughs> everything's her favorite so everything's a palm thing yeah it's a palm walk it's a palm park yeah yeah we are those people so (laughs) deal with it (laughs) 
so what we wanted to talk about on this episode yesterday was International Flight Attendant Day. So first and foremost, happy International Flight Attendant Day to all of the flight attendants out there. Yes, it's so exciting. It's a, a day to pretty much appreciate the flight attendants and for all the flight attendants on social media to post a picture in uniform pretty yeah. much. <laughs> uh, and so as part of International Flight Attendant Day, I wanted to highlight some of the things that flight attendants do that aren't serving coffee, tea, and meals to passengers on planes. <laughs> We have a much bigger role when it comes to the plane. Yes, we know about safety. We know about evacuations and all of that. But there's a lot more that goes into flight attendant training that deals with so much more. And so I just wanted to highlight some of the side jobs that we have while we are a flight attendant. Sound good? Sure. And of course, you're part of training and stuff. And you've been a flight attendant for a few years. So you can add a lot to this as well. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is we also act as firefighters. If there's any sort of fire, smoke, incident like that on a plane, we are fully trained on how to identify fires, how to identify the class of fire, how to know what extinguishing agent you should use, whether it's just halon or whether another liquid like water or coffee tea will even help extinguish a fire. So we get firefighting training. Uh, it's quite extensive. We go through in our initial training, we have to put out live fires. Then we have multiple firefighting drills. We have drills on how to use the halon. We have drills on how to use what we call smoke hoods, uh, which is a breathing apparatus that you can use if you're dealing with a fire or smoke situation in an enclosed area. We have firefighting kits, including pry bars, gloves, uh, insulated tools to open up sidewall panels to try and find the sources of, of a fire because... Well, Halon doesn't put out smoke, uh, and you definitely, I, for me, fire is the scariest thing ever that could happen on a plane. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, on top of the firefighting, you have to make sure that the teamwork is up to par. The communication within the cabin crew members is there, as well as the communication with the flight deck as well. Mm -hmm. Because during this whole situation of firefighting, the flight deck is in the flight deck crew is in the flight deck. Yep. So they still don't uh, see what's going on. They probably have some indication, depending on where the fire is. But we've probably mentioned it on the podcast before. And we'll mention it again. As cabin crew on an aircraft, we are the flight crew, so the pilots' eyes and ears in the cabin. Yep. So, yeah, if anything happens, we're the one to communicate, okay, that this fire is in the lavatory. We are using this equipment to fight it. This person is fighting it. Um and there might be there might be things in the flight deck that they can do to help the situation. Uh, so if it's some sort of electrical fire, they might have certain circuit breakers to pull in the flight deck to cut power to that area, which would help cut the source or what, the fuel of the fire. So there's a lot that goes into it. Again, we're not just serving coffee and tea. <laughs> Although on a day-to-day -day basis, <laughs> I have thankfully never fought a fire on board on a one of my flights. Of course, in training, we do it every year. Um, but yeah, thankfully, that's never had to occur. But yeah, if it did occur, we are trained and we are. Mm -hmm. It's not just one time once when you start your initial training and then that's it. It's something that, yeah, you have a refresher on every year just to yep. make sure that you are still 
have the muscle memory and have the knowledge to perform these tasks if it happens on board. Yep. Uh, the second one I wanted to talk about is we also act as first aiders if there's any sort of medical situation. And so we do quite an extensive first aid program. It's not a full level, well, depending on what first aid you have. It's not a full, complete first aid program. We call it aviation first aid. So we learn how to um, provide first aid for choking. We learn how to perform CPR on adults, on infants, on children. We learn how to tend to wounds and bleeding, broken bones, uh, dislocations, sprains, strains, things dealing with tendons, ligaments, joints. Uh, and our first aid program, you it qualifies you for three years. So instead of just doing it once every three years, we actually break it up into three parts. So you'll do one part each year, and that keeps you up to date overall. On top of that, we also have a refresher for CPR and AED training every year. So if there's ever a first aid situation on board, whether it's someone loses consciousness and requires oxygen, right up to performing CPR and using an AED to revive someone in sudden cardiac arrest, we're trained for that. And because we're trained for that in aviation, uh, I've had to use first aid training at a sporting event where someone sprains their ankle and I had to secure secure their ankle and it was almost like one of the practicals we do and of course since i sprain my ankle constantly jeremy uses first aid on me <laughs> yes adele has weak ankles <laughs> although you're never there when i do sprain my ankle it's true yeah <laughs> but i when i fell off the horse you said your first aid kicked in right away well it was weird because it's always different when it's someone you're close to if that makes sense, right? So I was filming you when you when you actually got thrown from the horse. And so for me, it was about, I'd say about two seconds of shock. Like, wait, did that just happen? That's not right. Uh, and then all of a sudden, my, the brain kicks in. Oh, first aid, you know what to do. And so I don't even re remember putting the camera away. Like, it wasn't until we got to the hospital when I actually realized I caught the fall on camera. Um so, yeah, put the camera away and sprinted over to you and told you not to move because, you know, someone being thrown from a horse, my first instinct is head or spinal injury. And uh, but you were able to wiggle your toes and you were feeling you were feeling cold. I remember that. So. So, yeah, again, first day just kind of kicks in. Your training kicks in and you just kind of get to work. Uh, all right. So, yes. What do we do? We're firefighters. We're first aiders. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about is disruptive unruly passengers and not even just disruptive unruly passengers but uneasy passengers as well so we go through training that deals with conflict resolution conflict management we learn how to talk to people how to talk to people properly how to not take the bait and escalate a situation uh, and we we learn how to deal with people we learn how to read people and how to deal with them yes we do have specific training if things escalate to the point where we have to restrain a passenger. Again, luckily, that's not something that happens on every flight, but this is something that we go over quite extensively in training. Oh, that reminds me. I have to wear my knee brace today to work because we're doing restraints. <laughs> yeah, we are too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, and that could be a really scary situation because, of course, in aviation, we're also trained when it comes to... Uh, the security of the plane and you know hijacking 
You can say that, right? Yeah. Um, so if someone is acting really aggressive towards us or other passengers, then that's already a red flag for the overall security and safety of the whole plane. So yeah, we have to be very vigilant. And that's why alcohol consumption is very monitored on an aircraft because it's not because the flight attendants just want to cut you off. It's not because they're being mean or cheap or whatever. Um, it could be because when you're paying for a drink or not, right? So depending on the route or yeah. what class of service you're in. Um, it's really because when you're in, in the air at 35,000 feet, alcohol hits differently. Yeah. And yeah, on the ground, you could possibly handle yourself with five beers but in the air five beers could be a lot for you and depending on you know when people travel they could be sleep deprived they could be under stress for whatever reason so we are part of our job and that's pretty much on every flight we have to monitor alcohol consumption and make sure that our passengers are safe yep So, you know, it's not because you have, you know, you're going on an international flight and that you have, you know, alcohol provided that it's a all-inclusive flight. Yeah, it's not it's not open bar like you're at a resort. And again, like you said, it hits different when you're up in the air and they say it's somewhere between every alcoholic beverage you have is equivalent to between two and three alcohol beverages on the ground. So for every beer you have in the air, that means you've had roughly 2.5 beers on the ground. Yeah, so... So if you can handle five on the ground, then only take two in the air. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, depending on other factors that I mentioned, plus, you know, food consumption. What if you're not eating at all on the plane and you're just drinking? That also could be an issue. So... We have to be very mindful of all of that. And yet, when things escalate, we are trained in conflict management, talking people down from aggressive behavior. Uh, I don't know if I've said this story before, but I've had to uh, have a conflict management conversation with two grown adult men over seating arrangements and it was during flight and they were starting to yell at each other so i had to you know separate them take one of them into the galley have a conversation with them you know like toddlers yeah you know it's like you can't do this now and here's gonna be your time out yeah essentially obviously (laughs) i didn't say it that way but you know it's like this is what we have to do sometimes because what else are we gonna do when you're on a plane in the air and this is our resources are ourselves. We can't call the police. We can't call our managers. We can't call our other colleagues on other flights. No, you're we have stuck, our, we you're have stuck each in other. a metal tube and you, you're stuck in there. There's no out. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get away from the situation. Yeah. yeah. You have to deal with the situations head on and, you know, make resolve it as much as possible. Because, yeah. you know, imagine two passengers yelling at each other. All the other passengers around will notice mm-hmm. and start being annoyed. And, you know, the situation could escalate more and more. Yep. So, yeah, it's just overall a lot that we have to do. Yeah. Uh, so the last one I wanted to highlight is 
yes, everybody knows that flight attendants have extensive training for evacuating a plane. But do you know what training we do after the evacuation? We do very extensive training for uh, we I mean, I don't want to give any secrets for our airline and how we do it, but we have survival training. If we have to evacuate on water and we have to evacuate all of the passengers on slide rafts, we have extensive training on how to survive on the slide raft for an extended period of time, how to get located uh, and all of that um, basically post-evacuation training after every drill we do when it comes to evacuating a plane we always have to ask our participants okay now let's talk about post-evacuation duties so it's not just getting you off the plane it's what to do once you're off the plane if you're not in a safe location yet Uh, so this is just some of the things that the general public probably doesn't know about flight attendant training or flight attendants in general that i thought we would highlight for international flight attendant day this was really good jeremy i like this episode (laughs) That's fun. And I mean, I know we do have lots of flight attendants who listen to our episode, so I I hope they appreciate this. Uh, But for the general public that aren't flight attendants, hopefully you learned a little bit more about what uh, what we do. Yeah. And and just a quick also addition here. It's, you know, we do all this training and sometimes we can tell in initial or even annual recurrent or whatever training Sometimes people don't take it seriously. Oh, when is this going to happen to me? What what are the odds? Yep. However, on my flight right back to Montreal, uh, from Montreal back to Vancouver yesterday, I had the pleasure of having one of my previous participants mm-hmm. as a flight attendant. So she came over. She was super excited to, to see me. I was happy to see her too and have the opportunity to chat for a bit. And it was a five-hour flight. So we had yeah. the time at some point to have a little chit-chat. And she told me that her first flight ever, the first day, her first flight, she had an emergency landing. Mm-hmm. So the same thing that we do in our training, you know, over and over, she had to do on her first flight ever yep. with the preparation and the announcements that she heard and Essentially, the the feeling that she got, the and adrenaline, she, yeah, <laughs> and kicks she would, in again. Yeah, and she told me, "Well, that's the only landing I knew at that point because that's the only obviously landing that we practice in training. Yeah. We're not gonna practice a regular flight with a regular service because, well, that's not preparing for the worst case scenario. Yeah. So, you know what? It can happen, and yep. it wasn't worst case scenario. Of course, the aircraft is still okay. It wasn't there wasn't a fire or anything, and everyone's okay on that plane however something wasn't functioning properly on that aircraft so the pilots decided that they needed to prepare the cabin so yep prepare for an emergency landing so it could happen it could happen absolutely absolutely and that's why we do this training yeah um also i just wanted to point out um so I don't know about your class, but my class has found the podcast they know all about it so just a shout out to uh, class se and all of our current participants. And we actually have a brand new uh, phase of four classes that starts today. So I know they're probably not listening, but a shout out to them as well, uh, who are just starting in Vancouver today. Well, our our good friend Eli is teaching. Yep. So hopefully he's enjoying himself and uh, that he's going to have a, a good time with this phase. It's his... Uh, his first class of his own. He's done many initials, but 
he gets to teach and impart his wisdom on all of these eager new hires. Yep, yep. So uh, we'll see him later today, hopefully, and we'll get to chit-chat with him. Get some updates, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so I don't think my current class has found it. However, hey, if you have, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, they all know that we're together by by now because we just essentially don't try to hide it on social media. So if they just Google our names, our names are our names. And we've said it before on Facebook. We don't have weird made up names and our pictures are both of ours together. So, and then somehow they always find the podcast. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, I don't know. Some people, like I know last phrase, uh, one of my participants just loved podcasts and I may have mentioned aviation podcast and there's not too many in Canada. So, and I think we're still rated high up there. I guess, yeah, it makes sense. But to me, it's like podcast thing is still a new thing. But I, even though everybody's doing a podcast, mm-hmm. um, but it's just cool that they can find it. So that means that we're like findable. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that's a word, probably not. Anyways, yeah, I'm still probably a little bit sleep deprived and... We also just woke up if it's not noticeable in our voices, <laughs> but I hope that you all enjoyed this episode um, and that you had a good international flight attendant day to all flight attendants, or if you're not a flight attendant, that you d- did appreciate your fellow flight attendants if you were traveling or if you know a flight attendant. Um, so yeah, if, if you're out there traveling, always remember, be nice to your flight attendants because they might have to save your butt one day. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. (laughs) Good one, Roxy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at HuffyJ and at La Delvi. Thank you.